Hi guys, and welcome back to the Complex Minds podcast with your favorite hosts, Catherine and Lucy. In today's episode, we will be discussing mental health and education and how much effort is directed towards helping those who are struggling. Anna Botina, a senior here at Carmont High School, gives us some insight into her personal struggles with mental health and if the education system is doing enough to tackle the current mental health epidemic. According to Kaiser Family Foundation, about 96% of public schools offered at least one form of mental health services in the past 2021-2022 school year. Although, how those resources are utilized and the exact types of them varies in each school district and state. In California, a specific mental health program called the Youth Mental Health First Aid, shortened to YMHFA, was implemented by the California Department of Education, where training is offered to adults who work with students aged 6 to 18. The National Library of Medicine reports that an extra year of instructional learning decreases the likelihood of those who are experiencing symptoms to report them related to depression by 11.3% and anxiety by 9.8%. Our guests today will share how mental health has afflicted their academic career and what steps need to be taken to help those who are suffering either silently or reaching out for help. Without further ado, let's get into episode two of season three, Mental Health and Education. Okay, guys, so we're starting with our guest, um, talking about mental health in school. And I think the first question I had specifically for you was how has mental health kind of impacted your, I guess, success in school and like just how you function in school? especially being like a second semester senior. And in AP classes as well. It's definitely made it a lot harder, not so much in the common core classes, but in APs especially, just because the content is so heavy and some of it is a little hard to understand. Due to my mental health issues, I kind of have very little motivation to try and learn it when I see myself struggling. Then I'm less likely to reach out for help and instead more likely to just kind of let time pass and like take the test, maybe fail the test and just in a way move on from it. Yeah. And then before we get into the logistics of like how you wish schools would help in providing mental health resources, do you feel like you have been supported enough with your mental health in schools? To a certain extent, yes. I do think that some of my teachers put a lot more effort into checking in with me and making sure I'm doing well. Others, on the other hand, not so much. I think it's the same thing like for me personally at least I've noticed that some teachers do care more than others and that shift is really hard because like you'll walk to one class and the teacher will be like hey I haven't seen you in a while and then you'll go to another class and they're just like where have you been it's kind of like like the shift in attitudes is kind of a lot to handle especially if you're in a bad mental space and like none of the teachers are really on the same page like If you walk into some classes, I feel like they're totally going to be welcoming and being like, yes, you can get an extension on this and you can work on it and you can do this. And others are just going to be like, "Um, do it tomorrow. No, yeah, exactly. To add off of that, like personally, I have a 504 plan. And even with that, (laughs) even with that, and even though teachers do know, like I'm struggling with my mental health, obviously, if I have this accommodation, they still like almost judge me when I'm like, can I get an extension? They're like, why do you need it? And I'm like, you know that I'm struggling. So why are you questioning giving me an extension when... I'm actually allowed it in like my plan. Yeah. Speaking of 504 plans, have you ever like thought about trying to get one? I talked to my counselor at the end of the last semester. She told me that it'd be kind of difficult to get it considering I don't have an actual diagnosis in place. Mm. 
And I think that's also something else that could potentially, or I hope would change in the future in schools because of how hard it is for students to get mental help when they really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in my case, she told me that I would have to go see a therapist and actually ask my parents for help in order for me to even start the process of getting a 504 plan that potentially be helpful in college. But she isn't sure that some will even give me the option to use it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like degrading of the whole point of having like those resources available, if not those who need them are even allowed to get them, like you said. I also think that you can have those resources available at a school, but not all teachers are always going to agree with them. Yeah. Like, I think like part of my 504 plan, thank God I have it like in writing because it's a legal document now, is that like I'm allowed to take breaks and like go to the office whenever. But they offer that up for other students that don't have 504 plans. But like if some random student went up to a teacher and said, hey, I need to like take a break. Is there any way I can like walk outside or just like take a breather or do something like that? The teacher is probably going to say no. And there's some teachers who will never budge on that because you can offer them as much as you want. But if you don't have everybody agreeing to do it and you have everyone with different attitudes, it's basically useless. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially because like where you struggle the most is typically those type of classes where the teachers won't let you do anything. Mm -hmm. Is there like a certain teacher you remember like throughout all your years that supported you the most? And like, what did they do right? If I had to choose, I would definitely say my French teacher. I had her for three years starting my freshman year. And last year as a junior, I took her AP French class. She and I definitely did not have a good relationship at first, but as I kind of got to know her and I put more effort into her class, we started getting closer. If I was struggling mentally, then she would accommodate that as well. Yeah, I mean, what you said is I think the perfect example of why teachers need to all be on the same page because I feel like it's very much against the point of helping everyone if you only like choose specifically who you are willing to hand out accommodations to yeah yeah to add off to that I mean like Catherine and I obviously we have Mr. Raisner shout out go Raisner and I think having a teacher like that is so important because Mm -hmm. he's definitely a very caring teacher but at the same time he still has his rules in place and he keeps everything in check so that like you're never really slacking off in his class because I feel like that's what some teachers fear with like Mm -hmm. giving people extensions and letting them like work on themselves first I feel like they fear people slacking off they fear people like not ever getting work done But the thing is, you can be supportive and also maintain like a teacher kind of personality in which Mm -hmm. people still respect your leadership. Exactly. I feel like oftentimes like teachers just associate extensions with laziness, but don't take into account the other factors of what we are personally experiencing. Because yes, like we are, we should be putting however much effort you want into the class. But at the same time, we cannot always give it our all because we are humans and we go through stuff. And I feel like that needs to be emphasized way more within the like school curriculum. Is there like any resources at the school that you have like genuinely used to help your mental health or like have at least thought about using? Not so much. I actually am not aware of many that we have on campus. And I think that's another issue. Students are just not aware that there is help for them to get. I've talked to my counselor once when I went to see her about writing my letter of rec in which I wanted her to talk about my mental health a little bit and how that's impacted my academics last year and this year in particular. That's the only resource I personally actually know about and have used. Um, speaking from like personal history, I mean, the only thing I know for sure that would actually help right now is like SOS, Mm -hmm. but I know that there's a new policy being implemented where you kind of have to like ask your teacher for permission to go to the SOS room. 
um, instead of just like being able to get up and take a break. So it kind of removes the whole taking a break thing because the teachers don't want you to go. They won't let you go. Not sure how that would help. It seems like kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. And then also like very obvious that since the pandemic, everyone's kind of had their different issues and different things. And we can't just go back to pretending like everything is fine and dandy for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, but like the reality is we kind of have to change some of our policies. Exactly. I agree with that. And I think that ties into something else I want to ask our guests. How do you feel like the academic pressure put on students, whether by teachers, parents, or just like adult figures can be lessened to make their success more accommodating to them specifically? Honestly, I think that's a hard question to ask because there are two sides to the whole situation. On the one hand, students are struggling, but on the other, there's only so much that teachers can do. And I feel like teachers and just adult figures in general need to make sure that their students know that they're available for them to come in and get help. Um, I also think that teachers specifically could check in with their students more often. My AP Gov and Econ teacher has a daily check-in link where you can just tell them about your day or just click an option, whether you're doing well or not so much. And that sadly may be the biggest change we can implement at the moment, just because mental health issues are so individually focused. I feel like what we should be focusing more on is how we're going to take the information that we're learning into the real world and basically like what's going to benefit us the most. Because at the end of the day, I think in the future, this job is not going to care that you had an A and AP psych in high school, unless specifically speaking, you take that knowledge and you utilize it in the future. And yeah, that's our interview with our guests. Thank you for interviewing with us. Bye, guests. Bye. Thank you for having me. Today, we discussed how the education system needs to be held to higher standards when tackling mental health, and we learned firsthand from our guests how they feel towards the education system and the resources available to students. I think we were also able to relate to a lot of what Anna said, as we both have had our own struggles with mental health, and it has impacted our academia. Um, So we hope that this episode sheds a greater light on the importance of supporting those who are struggling with a mental illness and that offering a helping hand can make an immense difference in someone's life. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time in episode three. Complex Minds out!